every once in a while, Chester A. Riley comes to the conclusion that he's losing the love of his wife, Peg. This time, our story starts with a chair, an old corduroy-covered Morris chair, which Riley acquired 18 years ago when he and Peg were first married. Every evening, Riley, with a sigh of satisfaction, would settle down in his old Morris chair. Ah. <sighs> Poor Morris is... And then a few days ago, Riley had a birthday, and his wife presented him with a brand new chair, a modern one, covered in leather and equipped with the latest style air cushion. This chair didn't go. Instead, it went... Oh, what a chair. It ain't every wife would give her husband a gorgeous chair like this. That's because she's so crazy about me. <laughs> uh, she's a lucky woman. <laughs> and the days passed, and Riley was a happy man, secure in the knowledge that his wife adored him. Until one night, Riley and his wife and their neighbor, Jim Gillis, were on their way home from the movie. Oh, my, I enjoyed that movie. Didn't you, Mr. Gillis? Oh, yeah, I'm a fiend for them pictures about the olden days. <laughs> You know, I get a kick out of seeing all them aristocrats. The dukes with their duchesses. <laughs> the barons with their baronesses. And the... <laughs> the counts with their discounts. Yeah, I, like, I, I like the movie, okay? But there's one part that wasn't true to life. Oh, what part? Well, you know that big scene at the end where all them servants are standing around? All of a sudden, the duke right in front of the dame he loves, see? takes off his hat with a built-in broom and starts sweeping the floor. He wasn't sweeping, he was bowing. Oh, oh. They were very polite in those days. Oh, sure. The men spent half of their time bowing. Yeah. <laughs> they never got me to do that. Not with all them knights standing around with those lances. <laughs> oh, Riley. Yes, me, all that bowing's a lot of bunk. A fella can be polite without rubbing his chin on the floor. Uh, just the same, the average man could take a few lessons on how to treat a woman politely. You hear that, Riley? She means you! <laughs> me? Hey, you're crazy, Gillis. Peg, tell Gillis how polite I am. Go, go ahead, go on, tell him. Oh, stop being silly, you two. Change this subject. You see, Riley, your wife don't want to embarrass you. She's a gentleman. <laughs> sure, she's a gentleman, and she learned it from me. Now, calm down, dear. Suppose I said you got bad manners. Why get perturbed, Riley? Oh, Riley, our body... Yeah, hey, we'll, we'll miss it. Come on, let's make a run for it. Hey, wait. Wait, hold it. Hold wait, it, Riley. Hold, hold it. it. Oh, 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 for an hour. <laughs> Gee, it's crowded. And look, just what I expected. All the women are standing and the men are sitting. Every one of them. Well, uh, uh, there's a woman sitting. That's the bus driver. Oh. <laughs> he needs a haircut. Oh. Well, anyway, Gillis, I'm always polite to women. Who are you trying to kid? I seen the way you treat Peg. Is that so? Well, I'm wonderful to her. I treat my wife the way I would any stranger. Yeah, well, that's the trouble. Do you ever go out of your way to show her a little common courtesy? I show her the most common courtesy. Do you ever open a door for her, help her around with a coat, or, or, or take her arm when she's crossing the street? Oh, take it easy, Gillis. That stuff's not for married people. That's for people who are in love. <laughs> you mean 
you don't love your wife? Oh, no, I'm crazy about her. She's a wonderful wife, one in a million. Wives like that don't hang on trees. (laughs) If you love her, why don't you show it? Now, you take me. I'm a thoughtful husband. Two, three times a week, I sneak up on little honeybee, put my hands over her eyes, give her a kiss, and say, (laughs) guess who? Yeah, well, I wouldn't work with my wife. She's no good at guessing. <laughs> All right, have it your way, but don't say I didn't warn you. It's the little things that count with women. And one of these here days, your wife's liable to get fed up with you. You ain't scaring me, Gillis. I'm polite enough for my peg. Yeah, that's what you think. All right, you don't believe me? We'll ask her if I ain't considerate. Hey, Dumplin', Gillis says... Hey, Peg. Peg, where are you? Oh, Peg! <laughs> Pardon me, mister... Holy smoke, I didn't wait for her to catch the bus. (laughs) Here comes the bus, Gillis, at last. Peg must be on this one. Yeah, well, so long, Peg. No, wait a minute. Oh, no, not me. After what you done to Peg, I'd rather face the wildest beast. So I'm going home to my wife. Now, Gillis, wait. Don't, don't leave me. Wait, wait a minute. It... Oh, darling, let me help you down. Thanks, sweetheart. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, Dumplin'. Where did you disappear to? Where did I... Well, of all the... Wait, Dumplin'. Well, you why? ought to be ashamed of yourself, running off like that and leaving me a block behind. Some gentleman. But, Dumplin', it was a natural mistake. Natural? Apparently, you never heard of the expression, ladies first. But this was a bus, not a sinking ship. <laughs> it won't happen again. I'll be polite from now on, I promise. Here, here take my arm while, while we walk home. Huh? We are home. Well, wait a minute. Let, let me open the door for you. Huh? I've got it open. Well, then let me carry you across the threshold. (laughs) Slams the door right in my face. Nice manners. Oh, well, she'll cool off in a little while and forget all about it. Are you sure, Riley? Who said that? I did. Remember me? I'm your conscience. I don't see you. Of course not. I'm in your head. That's a lie. There's nothing in my head. Nothing in my head. Riley, Gillis was right. Keep on treating Peg the way you are and you'll lose her. Ah, oh, who are you kidding? I treat her nice. Come, come, be honest. What about the bus just now? Oh, were you there? Of course I was. Everywhere you go, I go. When you get on the bus, I get on the bus. Well, why don't you pay the fare once? <laughs> We're talking about you and Peg. That sweet woman giving you the best years of her life. When have you ever shown her any courtesy? Lots of times. Name one. Well, I'm always thinking of her. When my son Junior was going to be born, and it was time for Peg to go to the hospital, who ran to the drugstore in a raging blizzard to phone for a taxi? Your mother. (laughs) Well, who gave her the nickel? I did. Never mind that. I'm talking about common, ordinary, everyday courtesy. When there's only one meatball left on the platter. 
Do you let her have it? Well... When there's only one chair, do you let her have it? Ah, ah, that's where I got you. Just yesterday we were in a place and there was only one chair and I let her have it instead of me. That was at the dentist's. <laughs> Face the facts, Riley. Admit you've been thoughtless and inconsiderate to your wife. Okay, you, you win. I, I admit it, I'm a beast. You want to lose your wife's love? No, no, I, I can't live without her. She's the most wonderful girl. Then mend your ways. Start being polite. Polite? Okay, I will. Uh, how do I start? It's the little things that women appreciate. Little gestures like standing up when she enters the room or when she leaves it. Did you ever do that? No. My feet hurt. I got cheap watch supports. That's no excuse. Yeah, you're right. I'm going right in and tell Peg how polite I'm going to be. No, don't tell her anything. Let your deeds speak for themselves. Yeah, that's a better idea. I'll grow on her. She'll notice the change in you. And she'll change, too. She'll become more affectionate, more tender, loving. Oh, I can hardly wait. From now on, I'm going to be a perfect gentleman. I'll keep my coat on at the table. I'll stand up when she leaves the room. And when there's only one meatball left, we'll split it. Overlook it this time. But next oh, time no, you... Oh, don't worry. There won't be no next time. From now on, I'm... Well, you'll see. All right. How about dinner? Oh, is grub ready? Oh, <laughs> pardon the crude expression. I meant to say, is grub being served? <laughs> Not so tired yet. Well, sit down and relax. Well, why don't you sit down? You sit down first. Look, Riley, I haven't got time to play games. I better go take a look at the roast. All right. Whew, she's gone. Now it's okay to sit. Oh, I love this chair. Now let's see what's happening in the world. Where's Joe Palooka? Oh, here. <clears throat> oh, Riley, dinner will be ready in a minute. <laughs> what's the matter? Why'd you jump up? Oh, uh, nothing. Well, would you like to sit in this chair? Why? Isn't it comfortable? Oh, it's comfortable. I, I just thought... Well, that's your new chair. I'll sit on the sofa. Oh, okay. Then I'll sit, too. Oh, this is cozy. Mother, I basted the roast. Hello, Daddy. Good evening, daughter Beth. Well, for heaven's sake, Riley, why are you so fidgety? Can't you sit still for a minute without jumping up? I'm dead. I just got to sit down. Yeah, let's all sit down, huh? Babsy, did you turn the oven heat down to 300? I don't remember. I'll go and see. <laughs> no, no, you sit there, dear. Yeah, sit there, Babsy. <laughs> oh, I'll go and see. No, Mother. <laughs> no, you rest. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> Well, I better give her a hand. There you go again. 
Can't you relax? I'll call you when dinner's ready. <laughs> Thank heaven they're gone. I never figured out if you want to be a gentleman, you got to wear out the seat of your pants. He doesn't like the chair. Oh, I'm positive. Didn't you notice last night? He didn't sit in that chair for one solid minute. Kept fidgeting all evening, getting up and sitting down and getting up again. I didn't realize he found it so uncomfortable. But he would have told you. Well, after all, it was his birthday gift. He didn't want to hurt my feelings. That's too bad. But you can't return the chair now, can you? Yes, I can. I phoned the store and they said it'd be all right. They'll call for it today. But Daddy won't have a chair. Well, I'll get the old one down from the attic. Oh, Mother, it's a wreck. Now, I'll put that flowered creton slip cover on it. It'll look brand new. But that broken spring. Whenever I have company, they all make jokes about it. Well, yes, it is pretty awful. But if your father misses it, there's no sense making him unhappy. Well, I suppose you're right. Aren't men weird? <laughs> Not all men, dear. Just your father. <laughs> Easy now, Gus. Watch that step. Oh, this chair is sure hey, heavy. Wait, wait, you wait, wait a minute. What's the idea? Where are you going with that chair? Taking it back to the store. Out of the way, mister. What? You can't do that. Sorry, mister. We got our orders. Never mind orders. You take orders from the boss of this house. The lady said take it back. Oh. Well, go on. You got your orders. <laughs> okay, Joe. Let's go. Don't understand. She's sending it back. My birthday gift. Why? You know why, Riley. Oh, it's you, Conscience. Why don't you leave me alone? I'll never leave you alone. I'll always be right here inside your head. All right. Stay there. But I'll get even. One of these days, I'll stick my head in a cement mixer. You'll be sorry. <laughs> Riley, don't avoid the subject. Why did Peg return that chair? Well, the chair was... Uh, it was yellow. It clashed with my complexion. Yellow and green don't clash. <laughs> Answer my question. Well, it, it, it was the air cushion. It made a draft. She was afraid I'd get pneumonia. You don't sit on your chest. Answer my question. She don't love me anymore? Ah, you do know why, don't you? Because I wasn't polite to her all these years. You didn't realize how important politeness is if you want to hold a woman. That's where I made my big mistake. I always thought being good-looking was enough. <laughs> We're talking about you. But I tried to reform. Too late. No, no, it ain't too late. I'll show you. She'll give me another chance. It's no use. Her love is cold. Well, I'll warm it up again. You'll see. Where is she? I'll... Look! Look! A new chair! You were wrong. She still loves me. Wait, don't jump to conclusions. Ah, oh, this proves it. She gave back the yellow chair and got this one because it's more beautiful. Well, well, it's gorgeous. Look at that cover and all those flowers. There's something strange about this chair, Riley. Oh, shut up. Peg loves me. This chair proves it. Now, stop pestering me. I want to try it out. I bet it's even more comfortable. Than... <laughs> it's the old chair, Riley. What a revolting development this is.
first time poor Riley's trouble started with a birthday present, an easy chair, which his wife bought him. Having resolved to be more polite and gentlemanly in the future, Riley kept jumping up every time his wife or daughter entered or left the room. This convinced Mrs. Riley that the new chair wasn't comfortable, so she returned it and replaced it with his old broken Morris chair. Now, sensitive Riley thinks he's lost her love, but he's keeping it to himself. But, Babsy, if the old chair makes your father happy... I know it does, Mother, but it doesn't go with the rest of the furniture. Well, I thought the slipcover was very pretty. The slipcover's fine, but the chair is such a monstrosity. Oh, it's not as bad as all that. We'll just have to put up with it. Where'd you get it, anyway? It was a wedding gift from your father's mother. It's so out of place. Every time I look at it, it makes me positively ill. She don't love me. She don't love me no more. Well, why should she, you, you failure as a husband? Oh, pipe down, conscience. All I wish is... Yes? I wish you'd meet some lady conscience and get married and move out of my brain. If I get married, my wife will move in. We'll set up light housekeeping. Oh, I'm miserable. Riley, it may not be as bad as you think. There's still a chance. Peg's in the kitchen. Ask her to forgive you. She's done it before. That's right. She's the forgiven kind. I remember on our wedding day when I missed the train and she had to go on our honeymoon without me. She didn't seem to mind at all. Then go on. Go to her at once. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Well, open the door and go in. Yeah, okay. No, no, wait, wait. What? Listen, they're talking. Huh? That's beside the point, Bab. Think of your father. They're talking about you, Riley. Yeah. I can't stand the ugly old thing either. <laughs> <laughs> such a mess. Bulging <laughs> in all the wrong places. I'll give up for Dana's. And pastry, too. You stay out of this. Well, there's nothing I can do. After all, I am his wife. But 18 years, Mother. How on earth did you stand it? I thought you had better taste. Now, don't blame me. Blame his mother. <laughs> My father's to blame, too. Well, don't let it worry you. The first chance I get, I'll get rid of... Oh. Riley, is that you? Oh, Daddy, we didn't know you were home. Yeah, I'll bet you didn't. Riley, did you look in the living room? The chair... Yes, I saw it. Well, I decided... That's all right. You don't have to say any more. I've got what's coming to me. And now, excuse me, I'm busy. Well, did you ever see such a conceited man? Oh, I never thought a thing like this would happen. My own wife and my own daughter. The way I feel now, I'd like to go away someplace and never come back. Why not let me arrange your trip? <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Oh, I didn't see you, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. What are you doing around here, Digger? Oh, just passing by. I've attended a most impressive ceremony. We unveiled the tombstone of a colleague of mine. Huh? The epitaph inscribed on it touched me deeply. You see, he wrote it himself. Oh. Uh, what did the epitaph say? This one is on me. <laughs> 
but you seem troubled, my friend. Oh, Digger, it's my wife. Ah, yes, wives can be a problem. Now, you take my wife, Brunhilda. She has a most annoying habit. At the dinner table, she serves me first and says, Here, Odell, dig in. <laughs> when I eat, I hate to be reminded of business. But in spite of that, I adore my wife. She's okay. I love mine, too, but the trouble is, she don't love me. Oh, this is serious. When did you learn that the ashes had grown cold? Well, it's a lot of things. You see, I was never polite to her. Oh, yes, politeness is most important. In our profession, we make it a point to be courteous at all times. For instance, whenever I've completed a business transaction, I shake hands and with a cheerful smile, I say, Thank you. Call again. <laughs> I tried making it up to my wife by being extra polite. I, I was very careful about little things, like tipping my hat to her when I met her in the house and standing up when she came into the room, but she didn't notice. Oh, what a pity. I guess it's hopeless. Oh, never say that. In our profession, we have a theory. Though troubles beset him and worries besiege him and fate may harry him, a man may be down, but he's never out until they carry him. <laughs> I don't know what to do, Digger. Well, Riley, if only you could make one supreme beau geste. No, I'm no good at telling jokes. <laughs> I need one extravagant gesture of gallantry, like the one Sir Walter Raleigh made for good Queen Bess. He won her eternal love. He did? Well, what did he do? He threw a cloak across a puddle so the queen should not wet her dainty feet. <laughs> that did it. It did? Well, if he can do it, so can I. Oh, Riley, you're not serious. Yes, I am. I'll try anything to win back, Peg. And I'd do it, too. All I need is a puddle. <laughs> well, I hope you know what you're doing. Go find a puddle. But remember, if you get in too deep, even I won't be able to pull you out. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. <laughs> I don't know why you insisted on going to a movie tonight. It's the wet out. That's fine. What? Uh, uh, don't worry. It's stop raining. But it's liable to start again any minute. Come on, let's go back. No, no, no. All right, then. Come on. Let's cross here. No, no, not there. You want to get killed? That's a pedestrian lane. <laughs> here, let's cross here. All right, come on. Wait. There's a puddle. But that's all right. I'll step over it. Oh, no, not my little wife. Here, allow me. Riley, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to put this coat across it so my darling queen shouldn't get her tootsies wet. What? Stop it! You, you must be out of your mind. There you are. Step on it, Queenie. And remember it's through the courtesy of Sir Chester Riley. <laughs> you. Oh, I could actually hit you. But, darling. How could you be so. so. Look what you've done. Yeah, but, sweetheart, I was only being polite, like, 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 like you know, Sir Walter Riley. He put a coat over the puddle, and Queen Bessie loved him for it. I only did what he did. Yes, but you used my coat. <laughs> Oh, 
for the new chair. You got it back again. Yes, this afternoon. I phoned the store, and luckily they still had it. But, Daddy... I don't care. After what he did to my coat last night, I'm not going to worry about his comfort anymore. I want a new chair in the living room, and he'll just have to put up with it, even if he hates it. Hey, hey. Uh-oh, now for the fireworks. I'm ready for him. Yes? Peg, are you still... Oh, Dumplin, the new chair, you got it back. It worked. You love me after all. <laughs> but, Riley, why didn't you tell me what you were up to? Well, when it comes to politeness, action speaks louder than deeds. But if you'd told me, I, I, I wouldn't have gone to all that trouble with the chair. Oh, and the... what's the difference, Dumplin'? It's all over. You forgive me, I forgive you. Let's forget it. Now, wilt thou honor me with a kiss, beloved? <laughs> all right, Sir Walter. But will you do me one favor? Anything. Don't forget, from now on, I'm a gentleman. What's the favor? Don't be a gentleman. Just be yourself. Oh. <laughs> no sooner said than done. Come on. Pucker up, babe. <laughs> <laughs>